Do you know Matt at all, Eric? Matt Thompson, uh, the drummer I, for King Diamond? No, I well, I met Mickey D. He had a funny story. I'll save it for another show, maybe, about <laughs> King Diamond. Well, I don't don't keep go hanging like that. Come on, yeah, we hang. Okay, I'm recording now, now, brother. <laughs> I, yeah, this Why this could be bonus footage. <laughs> yeah. He said he said that they were, Yeah, it was cool because Mickey D was like you know, uh, you know, familiar with Tim, and they were friends. So um, when we were on tour, we crossed paths with Mickey D a couple times when we were in Sweden, and um, he was just you know hanging out at, at, at the anthrax show when we played in gothenburg but he said yeah he was telling a story about king diamond he said that he um uh when they were on tour with them that they had to have like a intervention with them because it was like instead of a drug intervention it was like a satanism intervention <laughs> he, was, he was he was hanging all these like all these like satanic images and, and like uh, um uh like pentagrams and all this uh you know just crazy <laughs> satanic stuff all over the bus so they're like the guys in the band were like whoa you know hey hey king baby you know we need to sit you down here you know you think you got problems you gotta stop with this wow wow yeah we're like hanging chickens and shit in the bus and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, they had to have like a satanic uh, uh, intervention. I think that's the first question I'm going to ask him. Yeah, remember in Gothenburg in Sweden when you had an intervention, King? Are you okay? Was it? Our- he was literally like, "Oh my god, oh my god, I didn't do nothing, I didn't do nothing." He's shaking, and finally, it was like you could see the panic, this pure terror in his yeah. eyes, like, "Oh shit, this guy from the cartel is going to kill me." And we finally let it, you know the cat out of the bag. Hey, yeah, we're just fucking with you. And he was so mad. He, he was like, first person he accused of setting him up was Matt because Matt was always messing with him. And he grabs Matt and he's like, you motherfucker, I'm going to kill you. And Matt's like, Matt's like, it wasn't me, it was Eric, you know? And Ed's like, you know, he was telling me that he was, he was getting mad at, at uh, you know, Matt because Matt was always messing with him. I'm like, Ed, you got to be more aggressive. I got, you got to give it back to Matt, you know, just, just mess with him back, you know, because. That's all Matt is. He just likes to bust your chops and have fun. But Ed doesn't mess. He's not a messer. No, he's just no, a, no, he's no, just a sweetheart. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he doesn't know how to take that. So I go, Ed, you just got to tell him to fuck off. And then one day Matt was giving it to him, you know, and he goes, you know what? You know what, man? Fuck you, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I go, there you go, Ed. There you go. Let's fucking have it. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was our little initiation for 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 ed into the band back then i think it was like 2011 or something it was a fun yeah. time though but Great yeah story. i used to hang out with ed in lakewood and yeah he was just like such a nice guy i used to go drinking with him and stuff like that and and yeah just hearing that he's in every single cleveland that's a small band is like hilarious <laughs> yeah yeah i used to hang out with him a lot he's a beautiful right. soul ed is a beautiful he soul is. He really is, and so is his sister. Yep. You know, they're both great people, and uh, yeah, great, when I in Lakewood, great. and a phenomenal bass been... player. Yes, yeah. he used to he do like worked. a little bit in the school of rock and stuff like that, and he <clears> taught <throat> one of my friend's sons bass and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, so it was always fun to go to those school of rock shows and stuff. And you know, he just he's just loves music, obviously. You know, yeah, absolutely, real good guy, real good guy. <laughs> 
So that's funny to hear the stories. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tagging him when this airs. So. <laughs> nice. I, I text that bastard. He never texts me back. <laughs> well, what time did you text him? Because, you know. There's Ed time. He, he doesn't get up till like three in the afternoon. So that, that is true. That's like when I get off of work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Well, I guess, you know, another question, Eric, what's, what's, what's going on in your world right now? What, what some projects that you are involved with? Uh, what's going on with law of destruction or if you can Nothing. tell us a little bit more <laughs> about that? Please. Uh, actually, not much of anything. I've been filling in for a buddy's. Uh, it's pretty pathetic, actually. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I no. My buddy has like a '90s and uh, early 2000s like rock band. You know, cover band plays bar gigs. I'll fill in with them. It's fun, you know, no pressure. And then, uh, is that with Dan Cabasa? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bad Juju. Yeah, Juju. Old, okay. old school buddies, Dan Cabasa yeah. and. Um, are you the guy you in know, all those YouTube videos twirling the sticks and going crazy? <laughs> it's the wrong drummer, the wrong kid, dude. I love that guy, Mad Drummer. He's awesome, the Mad Drummer. Yeah, yeah, he's like world famous because of that now. It's mm -hmm. like crazy. I mean, but he's great, yeah, all at the same time. It's like insane. I, hey. I, I was never like a big show, man. I'm like boring to watch, <laughs> you know, pretty funny. Hey, as long as you can, as long as you can keep a beat, man, you're good. That's, you're that's good. what I was worried about you know playing the parts right you know mm -hmm. well, that was my main thing well speaking right. of you know keeping a beat like you know you you start off playing these these bands you're you're traveling all around playing these other shows and and on tour and i mean how did those experiences change you as a musician and and also how did those experiences change you as a fan um that's a good question yeah um I don't know. I guess, yeah, you kind of see how guys prepare for shows and, you know, it's not all, you know, people always have this uh, assumption that, oh man, you're in a band. It's just party, party, party chicks and right. rock and roll and booze. And it's like, no, you're just kind of, it's a lot of boring shit going on. You're just waiting for, <laughs> for the show and you go sightseeing and, you know, that's what I like to do is, you know, the traveling and seeing places and stuff like that. But, um, um, yeah, you kind of, I don't know, just see how they prepare for shows. And I, you know, did you have any um, rituals? I try to, you know, drink about four or five beers. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Loosen um, up. Yeah, I'm loosen just up. kidding. <laughs> and, then I, and then I warm up with the sticks for about 10 seconds before I get to go. No, I, oh, yeah, it's good. I just, nothing like too crazy. I would just, you know, bang on a pillow. You know, they say if you could do a drum roll on a pillow, then you could do a drum roll on a snare drum. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, just basically just warm up like that, maybe with some practice uh, pads and uh, pedals and stuff like that, just to get the, the legs uh, loosened up and drink lots of water, lots of water, kids. Stay hydrated. <laughs> Stay hydrated. Yep, because you don't want to cramp up, man. You get the forehand and the yeah, oh, it's no that's joke. the worst. You like get the lock up, you know, like oof, yeah. So yeah, stay hydrated stretching and and things like that yeah it's not a lot of partying you know because you can't do that to yourself i mean unless you're you know 20 something year old kid right yeah, right, <laughs> right right right, right. <laughs> but your teeth richards right yeah, yeah right just <laughs> but, um, i learned some good tuning techniques from a couple drummers you know just like 
hey, uh, you know, w- what are some ways to tune? And um, the drummer that's in uh, Foreigner right now, I'm trying to think of his name. I met him out in California. Gosh darn it. Um, Chris is his first name, but he uh, was actually in the band that I joined out there, Speak No Evil. He was in the band before me, but uh, he was kind of like a freelance uh, drummer for hire, you know, kind of guy. And uh, he just went where the next best, you know, paying gig was and stuff and touring and stuff like that. But he was really, um, yeah, really, really taught me a lot of cool techniques for, you know, just really basic in, in a sense for tuning your drum, like stripping the shell completely down to just the lugs, you know, take all the tuning keys out and the, you know, the rims and heads off. And if you just tap that drum shell, there's a natural tone. If you, you know, you listen in a quiet room, each drum shell has a tone, you know? And he said, you could sit there with a keyboard and find that key on, you know, or your bass or, you know, have your bass player match that tone. And if you true, you know, tune the drum to that true tone of the shell, that's like, you know, the, you know, the best that you could tune that drum, you know? So that's what you kind of strive for. He gave me that little, so basically you just take a little piece of tape, tape it on the inside of your shell and mark whatever, you know, if it's an A or B or C or D, whatever key that is and tune the shell to that. So I learned that little kind of boring stuff, but it makes this drum sound that much better. You know, you don't realize that until, you know, simple things like, Hey, don't hit your, when you're coming down on your snare, don't hit your leg with your, cause I had a bad habit of hitting like, you know, the wrist, would make contact with my leg, you know, on the, on the, on the power stroke on the snare. And he said, you're taking away, you know, power from that hit on the snare, you know, so don't do that. He was just, you know, he, he actually watched me play and, and like helped me with my mechanics and things like that, which was really cool. Keep your hands open, you know, don't have a tight grip on the sticks like that too rigid, you know, keep your fingers loose and stuff like that you know maintain a grip but a loose grip in a way you know that's but, cool. i know yeah. montag will really appreciate that being well, from yeah i've seen drummer, nico yeah, nico so. mcgrain talk about tuning his drums that way too but his uh, yeah. well, as we'll talk about his drums are just way too low and thuddy they're muddy sounding at least on recording and uh but i've seen believe- him do that they hit the shell i've seen that technique before and because i've always got that one tom that just I, I can't get the right tone. Like a couple of the other ones come in nicely, but there's one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Why won't you tune? Well, you know. Right. Yeah. And that's it's yeah. that's probably would fix it right there. Yeah. That's cool. You know, I said I, I used to love that kit you had. You had like an orange kit, like an orange red kit. Do you, I don't know if you remember that back in the Crypt Kicker days? Do you, oh, do yeah, you still I have that like kit? A, I had like a um uh, Ludwig, it was kind of like a natural maple kit. Was it like a golden kind of no, color? No, this was like an orange 90s? color. This was, this was like an orange color. It was like totally orange. Like that one was portion. probably that uh, pearl. I had a pearl that was like an amber wood grain looking for, yeah. for a little while. Beautiful. Yeah, it was a gorgeous nice. kit. Yeah, But I still have that Ludwig. I sold that pearl and I took the Ludwig and I put these uh, like World War II British Spitfire warplane wraps on them. So the shells sort of look like the skin of a of a warplane, you know, got the rivets on the wrap and stuff. Makes it makes it and it kind of fits the Maiden Voyage, Maiden Tribute theme. Yeah, the, uh, right. You totally. know, the whole, uh, oh, nice. Aces high kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but, yeah. Um, I bought them from some company. They're online. They're called Sixkins.com. They're uh, out of Seattle, but they have like a. Uh, 
major drummers on their roster that they endorse, you know, make skins for. They actually did the mad drummer, that guy that does the crazy twirl stuff. Mm-hmm. He's got that flame wrap. That oh, nice. white, okay. the red and blue flame. That, that's the company that makes that wrap. The okay. company that I bought my wraps from. They they have like a bunch of cool designs, you know, to choose from. Plus they do a how's lot that, of custom work. work? For a, that wrap? Yeah. Um, it's it's cool because it's just a tape strip instead of being a completely glued on <clears throat> surface. So you don't have to you don't have to worry about harming your shell. But you have to totally strip the drum apart, take all the, you know, the lugs and everything, every nut and bolt oh. mount off the shell. Uh, you know all your vent holes you know your badges if you have a badge on there you got to take the badges off too which can you know the old ludwigs they're glued on so you got to be careful not to damage them you know a lot of the newer drums are either painted on badges or they're bolted on you know where the vent hole usually where yeah. the vent hole the drum is where the the badge will be placed on a lot of drums nowadays except for dw they still like mount the badge like screwed on but it's mounted <laughs> instead of glued on Okay. You know, but yeah, you basically got to strip it down and then wrap it. It's pretty simple. It's just time consuming, a little tedious, but they, they came out great. And that kit was beat to death. I played like a ton of Crip Kicker shows. We had a human, well, well the, the singer back in the Peabody's days invited everybody up for the encore onto the stage. It was an old Spud Monsters move, like Chip Foose, I almost said Don Foose from the Spud Monsters would invite people on stage that was like their shtick you know like all right we want everybody on stage and they would like just totally destroy the stage moshing that was like the spud monsters thing and then our singer rob back at the old you know crib kicker days in the 90s decides hey we're gonna invite everybody on stage it's like dude what the fuck are you doing and it's like 30 40 dudes just moshing and guys crowd surfing on top of the pit on top of the stage into the pit down lower into the floor area of people (laughs) And then they're just destroying my drums, completely knocked the you know drums over. We had another band like form like a human wall to protect me so we could finish the song. But they've been through like tons of you know they've been pissed on, bled on. <laughs> Literally, I had a buddy. They were in a closet. I had a party one night. He woke up, thought the closet was the bathroom, starts pissing all over my drums. Right <laughs> it's <laughs> like Step Brothers. So weird. Yeah, that's like a real <laughs> thing that happens. It's Boy, not, not your symbol. Stories of- at least it wasn't in your drink. At least it wasn't a screwdriver. Now that's a drink. Well, Eric, I, I, I was going to ask you a question about, because uh, I had a cassette and it was uh, a live cassette at the time. And you guys covered Slayer's Dead Skin Mask, which was phenomenal. Mm. Tell me a little bit about that, because that was a big, that was a big draw on that. That was uh, quite impressive. And, uh, to take on Dave Lombardo's, you know, uh, drum parts and do that and with finesse and, and respect that you gave to it. It's really cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was it was fun to play. That was probably the easiest song we could learn. <laughs> you know, wow. These challenging wow, player okay. songs, you know, for us. So, yeah, that's a plus it's a great tune. But, yeah, it kind of fit like it's a little more mid paced of, of a Slayer song. Not so thrashy, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I love the old thrashy stuff. I would have loved to do like, uh, you know, Rain of Blood or something or Angel of Death for crying out. I, I don't know if I could do the double bass part, but I try, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, we did that. That was a Halloween show we recorded in 97 at Peabody's. And um, um, yeah, we recorded that whole entire concert and then released it the year following on the double 
double disc that we released in uh, 98 with a full like you know 14 new songs plus the the uh, 12 or 14 live tracks that were recorded at Peabody. So it was pretty cool. I think it was different at the time for a band back then. I don't think anybody had ever done that from a local band. We weren't right. signed, so we were just doing it on our own, putting it out on, you know, with our own money. And um, that was impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So it was cool, you know. And I think, uh, yeah, I love Slayer, man. I mean, who doesn't? If you don't, you're, yeah, you're, lame, you're not a metal but, fan if you don't. Yeah, you're not a metal fan. You don't have a pulse. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh. But that's great. Thank yeah, you. that that was probably the reason why we chose Dead Skin Mask because it was the easier <laughs> Slayer thing. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, there's not too many mid-tempo Slayer songs to choose from. No, no that's no. about it. Um, you you had mentioned sponsorships before. You know, I saw that you were sponsored at least at one time by Soul Tone Symbols. Um, I'm not sure if you still are, um, but. I always wanted to know how sponsorship works because I've known other other bands. Uh, I know the the former drummer for Mr. Speed, um, Andrew's body, the the Kiss tribute band, and he had gotten a sponsorship from uh, Ricky Rocket's uh, drum company. Um, so I just wanted like, how does that sponsorship work? You know, I mean, do they approach you? Do you approach them? Do you like buy it at cost? Do they give them to you? You know, because I know like with the big guys, you know, Mickey D. Um, you know, he's sponsored by, you know, Peisty is a symbol and he, he goes through like a China, he says like every two shows, he gets a new China cause he just beats the shit out of it. You know, yeah, so I'm like, yeah, he is. He's, he's like, the, he's just the most insane power drummer, you know, playing mm -hmm. for scorpions. Now it's like having a fucking Ferrari at a Hugo, you know, race, but how, you know, yeah, how, right. did that, how did that, how does the sponsorship work for you? You know, how did that happen? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not endorsed by them. And it was like, you know, you got your different levels of endorsement deals, you know, like your A-list stars get like basically a full ride. You know what I mean? Like they don't really pay for gear at all, you know, because they're at a level where they're getting the exposure, you know, to say, hey, look what I'm playing. I'm playing Tama drums or I'm playing Ludwig or DW or Zildjian or Sabian or, you know, so those guys are going to get the top deal. And then guys like me are getting like the 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 Z-list great <laughs> artist endorsements some free stuff yeah you basically paying at cost you know okay. and um and you know they were nice symbols i didn't buy like a whole set actually but you still have to pay for them but you're not paying like you know your average joe would pay you're paying wholesale right set. yeah you're paying you know cost. which okay. is a good deal in the long run you know sure and i mean as a working musician you you don't you can't afford to be blowing through all any money you make on on yeah. equipment. anything if you're getting the sticks if you're not getting them for free but you're not paying 10 bucks a pair you're paying five bucks a pair for right. them that's great too you know so yeah. um yeah that was the kind of stuff i got you know was you know just mid-level endorsement offers trick drum offered me an endorsement but um they make like all aluminum shells i don't know if you've heard of trick drums mm -hmm. but they're out of chicago they were really cool they offered like tons of different you know customizations but they're really uh best known for their like snare uh throw off for the snares they make oh. a really cool throw off design yeah and um uh a lot of their foot pedals i think lamb of god drummer chris adler was endorsed by uh, trick drums you know for like their pedals or their snare throw offs that kind of stuff you know but they actually offered me an endorsement deal but yeah it was just like you still have to pay for these. And at the time I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll just stick to what I got. You know, I'm not 
endorsed by Pearl, but I'm playing Pearl, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, it was just, you know, you still had to come out of pocket with some money, you know, if you wanted, yeah. even though it was yeah, less, right. less, but yeah, DW, it was cool because when we toured with uh, uh, Anthrax, uh, you know, Simon Wright was endorsed by DW, so I was lucky enough to be able to use his endorsement deal to have like DW kits provided for me to play when we did our anthrax tour and they had like Evans wow. hats and Vic Firth sticks. Wow. And it wasn't my deal, but it was like all the stuff that he would use, you know, for his kits, you yeah. know, and I could still get sticks my size through Simon, Wright. Thank you, Simon. If you're listening, wow. <laughs> you're cool. awesome. <laughs> awesome <laughs> no, but it was man. Cool. I, I got to use DW and Evans and Vic Firth stuff and, you know, it's a big difference. Cool. Like when you when you switch kits, you could tell the difference between stuff that's top tier and stuff that's mid level, stuff that's you know entry level. You know, having played all three levels, um, you know, when I started off with a with an old uh, um, Tempro, that was my first drum kit, which uh, was an old jazz kit. It was a, <clears throat> it was a it was a Pearl knockoff or Pearl remake in J a Japanese Pearl brand called Tempro, and then I got a Gretsch kit and i like you with your kit i had two jazz kits and i formed a big nine piece with i had a blue drum set and a gold drum set and so the only way i could kind of make them somewhat uniform is i put garbage pail kit stickers all over them you know and <laughs> yeah. that was like you know because i mean that's what i played i had a bunch of crappy old zildjian symbols that i that i broke every zildjian symbol i had i broke um so which is why i liked peisty because i just i could you know i could play i had i used I used the, the foot end of the stick and I just duct taped the head and I just played like that. And because um, they were cheap sticks, they were $2 a pair. I'm like, fuck, I'll buy these, you know? And, yeah. and, but I just, I, I broke every Zildjian symbol. So I always thought I needed a heavier symbol, but um, once you play on a really nice kit, it's like, Oh, okay. Now I know what I've been missing. I was my first time playing like a really nice double bass pedal. It's like, Oh fuck. I could have been, I could have been playing so much better <laughs> if I had a decent piece of equipment. I had like, my my kick, you know, my pedal had like a leather strap, right. you know, pulling oh, wow. it down. It wasn't a chain drive. Right. There was no fucking wow. chain no drive. It was right. two the springs old... and a leather strap. You know, remember the old Speed Kings, the old Ludwig Speed King pedals? Yeah, yeah. They just had a fix. There was no adjustments. You know, you can't adjust any springs or nothing like on the new ones like you can nowadays. Right. Now you know? everything's totally adjustable. That's what I had to learn on. And I, and I learned on a single bass kit and I love Led Zeppelin. So it was like I never. John Bonham. Ba -da 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 -da. Yeah, yep. that's my dude right there. Yesterday, uh, the anniversary of his death yesterday. Yes. Rest in peace, John Bonham. But yeah, I, I learned on a single bass kit. I just refused to play double bass because I was like, if it's good enough for Bonham, it's good enough for me. Mm -hmm. yeah. Really quick with one foot on that old Speed King. Right. And then once I got a, a, a Yamaha or a DW 5000, I was like, holy shit. I'm like, yeah. these are like butter. <laughs> you know, and you just fly, you know? Right. But man, yeah. And it's almost good exercise to play on that garbage, <laughs> old you know, old antiquated. Equipment. Yeah, I know that's, that's a, that's a good up, point. Most of once my most of my time, I had it. That's new. the garbage. I played garbage, so I get it. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's weird, yeah, but yeah, it works, I guess, in a way. Right. Well, right. I I've heard that you know Zildjians are like almost like it's more brittle than the other you know oh, symbols out there. Yeah, actually, they were, it's you know, because they, I mean, obviously, Zildjian, 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 that's what you get. But, you know, he hearing these stories and what you guys went through with them and how it's almost like they're, they're 
almost cheaper than what the other. I, I don't know. I'm not. I, I don't a think they're cheaper. I think they were. They were. But uh, you know, they you have know. different lines. They tend to be a little thinner than like when Peisty came out. What made them different, at least for my when I played, like they had the heavier 2002s. It was a heavier symbol made for precisely for heavier rock. And then they brought the Rudes out, which was even heavier okay. yet with a the darker. They weren't lathes. They were hand hammered. Um, and that was a, even a heavier symbol. So those, they, yeah. Whereas like the you know, Peart always played like the Zildjian because he liked the way they sounded on recording. But they're a little thinner. They're a quacker, quicker attack, a thinner decay, decays quickly. Um, but but I, that's that's the only experience that, you know, every symbol company is a little different. And now they make so many lines you could get any sound you want what was your experience eric what what uh what was your preference for um, symbols i uh i kind of use like a hodgepodge of everything like i got um zildjian hats and i got zildjian ride a couple's old zildjian rides that are like from the 70s and shit but they just have a good bell to them man they sound good you know and there's something about those old symbols from the 70s too that they just don't make the the metals aren't the same you know it's just different and uh but yeah I, I i actually i like a lot of sabians i play sabians i think i get a little more life out of sabians because i would just eat up china's uh like zildjian china's like nothing you know and it seems like i get a lot more life out of the sabians for whatever reason but i like uh i, I mean i i do like zildjian symbols like the I, I got a you know nice zildjian uh, splash i use a lot and um uh, a couple little zill bells, the little ice bells. I have a nice ping to them, you know, a little accent, little nine and six inch uh, zill bells. But um, yeah, I got a couple pasty um, uh, chinas and just a little bit of everything, you mm -hmm. know. But predominantly, I love Ludwig. Ludwig drums um, just always, they just always sound big and boomy. It doesn't matter who's fucking playing them. Ringo Starr, the drums sound great. John Bonham drums sound great. He's a great player, right. but there's something about the drums too, you know, and the snare drums. You can't beat a Ludwig snare drum, you know, get you a superphonic or, uh, you know, or something like that. And you can't go wrong. It's like the most recorded snare drum in history. Like no, no, no yeah. snare drum has been recorded for more songs than a Ludwig superphonic, superphonic, excuse me. But um, yeah, I, I, um, I love DW pedals. I've been playing DW 9000s like for years. I love those pedals. They're great. They're durable as hell. Um, but I got a Tama kit that I love. It's a Tama Star Classic, but being the Birch, it sounds freaking great, you know, and it's not the top of the line maple or exotic woods that are real like, you know, pricey, you know, so it's, it's not an entry level, you know, kids kit for $400 either, mm -hmm. you know, it's going right. to cost you a couple grand, you know, for a five piece shell. Mm -hmm. you know kit or something but sure um yeah there's something about the old vintage instruments too you just you know i saw an interview with um the dude from um oh my gosh he's a singer uh, he looks like kind of like the 90s johnny cash that rebel looking I, yeah geez i can see his face i can't remember the freaking band they're kind of popular like alternative band but the singer damn it it's gonna really bug me now it's not sonic youth Social distortion. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, the yep. singer said, hey, I got this old guitar. It's like a 1958 Telecaster or whatever it was, right? He goes, you think about it. This guitar was cut from a tree that was probably 100 years old. That tree was from the 1800s or more. You know, it might have been a 200-year-old tree. 
And he goes, you know, these these new guitars are made out of fast growth wood. These trees are grown in like 10 to 20 years and then they cut them up and make stuff out of them, you know, furniture and instruments and stuff. But it was just like the thought of that is like, yeah, that guitar is made out of a chunk of wood that's probably 200 years old, you know, uh-huh. and you can't duplicate that, you know, really, really the time and and the stuff and, and a quality instrument. You get what you pay for, too. But you can also buy stuff just for the name and it's not going to sound any better. You right, know what I mean? Right. Oh, I got this two thousand dollar snare drum. That yeah. two thousand dollar snare drum isn't going to sound any better than the five hundred dollars. Right, you're drum. you're paying fifteen hundred bucks for the name. Yeah, and it looks cool or something. You know, it's made out of some exotic, yeah. you know, tamo ash or something. You know, crazy exotic wood or something. It doesn't really. I mean, unless you're the, a serious collector and you got a lot of money to waste, you know. Mm-hmm. But how did uh, Eric? I guess uh, you know. Um, it seemed like law destruction and uh, your other projects are so diverse from beyond fear. Um, it's interesting that you went to that now, now to do what you're doing now, but was that something that uh, you, you wanted to break away from that? You want to go from, you know, the more harsher from crypt kicker and law of destruction to beyond fear. Or was that just something that obviously I, I don't blame you. Opportunity presented itself, and that you, you know, you went on to that. Could you explain a little bit more of it? It was, it's just really interesting because I was listening to Law of Destruction earlier and Old Crip Kicker trying to get my, you know, back to where I was. But uh, yeah, it's a totally different style, and it was totally different. Uh, they're totally different melodic kind of element to it, and uh, yeah, can you explain that to me? Um. Yeah, that that pretty much was just the opportunity. I think if it would have been like, you know, um, the singer from, you know, Cannibal Corpse, <laughs> you know, <laughs> wanted to start a freaking band, you know, or something, you know, uh, you, you probably would have done, you know, oh, it's an opportunity. But no, yeah, I mean, yeah. I did, I do like that kind of metal. And, you know, uh, the harsher stuff just doesn't, it's not appealing to, you know, not that I want to go mainstream or it was a conscious effort to do something more mainstream, which, you know, I don't know if our stuff was really mainstream, but I mean, it's definitely not as harsh as like Crip Kicker or Law of Destruction, you know, vocally and speed wise, you know, tempo. Um, yeah. Probably not as brutal or as thrashy as stuff, but yeah, I think it was just the opportunity to jam with Ripper. And if, you know, plus, I, I mean, I, I love the way the guy sings is awesome. Oh yeah, and it, it, yeah, just more I think appealing in the long run to more people, you know. Mm-hmm. Overall, what do you I like mean, to play the most? What what style do you do you like the really heavy like Law of Destruction? Is that your what what's your favorite uh, type of metal to play? Do you like the challenge yeah. of the real fast heavy stuff? Uh, yeah, I like a little everything, you know. But I love uh, I'm not like a yeah. I wish I was more progressive and. Um, but I do like stuff with time signatures and some changes and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, probably, I mean, I, I, I'd like to be challenged with music too. Cause it was like, oh, you're just sitting back here. Oh, okay. Uh, when's the next song coming up? You know, this is boring. <laughs> That's not fun either. You no. want the song to kind of challenge you to mm. where it's a challenge to play, you know, but um, yeah, I, 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 I like all that stuff too. You know, the thrashy heavier stuff to the, more melodic metal um i like be honest with you i've been like listening to more like freaking underground country and stuff like that and just 
I would play stuff like that if I could find dudes that could play it. But so I we gotta start a death know. country band. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> death country. Thank you. Bluegrass layer trivia. I've been wanting to do that for years, man. Larry Yost. <laughs> Larry Yost, if you're listening, it was your idea. I think we talked about this a long time ago. Because I can't play banjo. I just had the vision. <laughs> yeah, I can play the jug or like the, you know, like the yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I can the, sit the with my heart. pair of overalls and heart. I can do the wash butter. You know, like my say go do the jug, I'll do the washboard. Like the old yeah, hostel yeah. Amish. Remember the Dave's. juice harp thing? Was like yeah. a little Yeah. Well, years ago, the table. Juice harp, baby. I had talked with some other guys about doing a player <laughs> tribute band, but we wanted to call it Lounge of Heaven, where we were doing like like crooner style. You know, imagine Frank Sinatra <laughs> singing slayer you know <laughs> whoa I, the I don't know of pain, the way that <laughs> i want you to die heaven. Like right. perfection i thought that'd be awesome uh, so Vic, we gotta get you in here man mm-hmm. we worked together Beautiful. we had the idea of having like a two guy a two guy like uh singing duo that did like love songs but they were the insensitive bastards <laughs> and they would be like real like like mean to each other in the crowd in between songs you know like you know real insulting you know but they would play like really sappy love songs and like really good crooner ballad type stuff yeah yeah that's that sounds like a vape off either i just have yeah. these ideas but i can't pull them off i can't play free guitar and other <laughs> shit <you know? laughs> i can sing a little but yeah the, the guitar part that, yeah I think death country, you know, I think you could pull off some death country, some kind of, uh, you know, yeah, we got to come up with a good term for a death metal country band. I don't know what the hell (laughs) you would call that. Yeah, he's the bus stuff, Rob. Like uh, George Jones, he stopped loving her today because she's cold or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Cold apple. You don't stop. Dead girls can't say no. (laughs) (laughs) That never stopped George Jones. (laughs) <laughs> stop this and stop anybody right. oh, man. Uh, you were like think about all the experiences that you've had i mean did it ever like just dawn on you i mean you had talked about earlier it said you'd always felt like you were just a lucky fan i mean is is that how you kind of view that now or, or is it can you look back with a little different feeling like or you know like oh this this was this was kind of a, a different experience. I mean, how, how, looking back, has there been a change of heart, or do you still feel like I was just the luckiest fucking fan in the world? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's yeah, kind of remained. The, I, I was just fortunate. I got, um, you know, because Ripper is talented and, and and well known enough that he could have anybody playing with him. But he kind of, you know, wanted to keep it like a home hometown kind of. Uh, you know, local guy, you know, band, you know, hmm. instead of recruiting yeah. from around the, the country to play on this record, which he could do, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah, I just felt fortunate, you know, I, I mean, I think I worked hard and, 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 and put in a lot of time and effort, you know, learning my craft. And you think hopefully that maybe, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you, I, I guess you, you know, when you're first playing, you do it for the love of it. And, uh, you know, you, you look up to bands and musicians, you're like, wow, that'd be great to be a rock star, but you don't ever really think that one day, maybe it will happen there. Yeah. But yeah, it was just, um, I, I kind of happened for you. Know, you. 
Yeah, it's like, you know, I don't have any regrets. Like, it is what it is. I, it would be great to make a living playing music and being able to do what you love and tour right. and stuff like that. That would be great. And I just know that that's, you know, that's kind of past now, you know. But I would still like to play and, and do stuff, uh, you know, original metal now at this point in my life. But, uh, no, I, yeah, basically looking back, I, I feel just fortunate enough to be there and, and hey, in the right place at the right time. And, you know, you look back, you think, I could have done this different, or maybe, um, maybe, maybe things with the band happened differently. It would have, uh, worked out differently, you know, to where, you know, we would have been, you know, continued and maintained a, uh, a career or something together as a band, but mm -hmm. you never know, you know, yeah. we might've recorded that second album and it would have been done anyway after that. But, Right. I mean, um, and, and when you met him, uh, I mean, I hate to keep on going back to, to these things, but they're just, you know, we're just hanging out and talking. Uh, was he in that same kind of mindset as you were? Like, you know, he's just this, this guy from Akron who kind of just lucked into playing with some of the two of the biggest metal bands on the planet. You <laughs> yeah, know, like, right. No, Tim was always a pretty gracious and, and uh, he's always seemed humble to me, you know, like. I think he felt he was fortunate. I think he always knew in the back of his mind that, you know, eventually if Rob Halford wanted back in the band, he was going to be back in the band. You know, there's no, right. For he sure, wasn't yeah. going to step, stay in the way. Well. It was funny though, when he, he, we toured there be, you know, people with their um, um, rock star DVDs from the movie with uh, yeah. Mark Wahlberg. And he was yep. signing the DVD like, Tim Ripper, Marky Mark Paul. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. 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 <laughs> he was right. Yeah, both names in the in the autograph. It was funny. <laughs> That's good. He, he took it in stride. Yeah, it was always fun. We always had a good time, you know. Pretty for the He didn't, you know, he took the gig serious. He didn't want you fucking up, you know. Boy. He let you know too if you did. <laughs> Which hey, that's his that's his uh livelihood, you know. Sure. Yeah. So you gotta be a professional and hold it together and stuff and things yeah but um well give him yeah, a call tell him we want to talk to him he'll yeah, know yeah. Yeah. yeah give him a buzz come, yeah come There's back, come back on. bring, bring ripper on heard. we'll have both of you Eric guys cool? on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd, have better, you'd have better luck than me lie you about our popularity right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just hang up like oh dude sorry i'm busy <laughs> oh man for the last time we're not doing another album <laughs> right so about that reunion Tim. <laughs> leave me alone lose my number right. yeah and don't call joey belladonna either <laughs> you've been telling me next week for 13 years now <laughs> <laughs> oh man next week bro next week i swear it's on uh. <laughs> So who um, who are you like? Who are you listening to now? You said earlier that you were like listening to the like, classic bands that you hadn't heard for a while. But are you uh, you have like any plans to go to any you know festivals or are there any bands that you want to mm. check in check out at all that you're aware of? Um, man, that's a good question because <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, I, I seem to just be going back to the old stuff over and over. I feel like one of those old guys is like, oh yeah, my music was better than your music. <laughs> uh -huh. You know, it's, it's <laughs> true I, though. I wanna, like, I want to discover, all, you know, new stuff because I, you know, you just get bored with. Right. So I basically, yeah, I've been going back to like old bands that I've liked, but 
I, maybe I didn't hear their whole catalog or something, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, and that's kind of cool because it's still brand new. If you've never heard it, no matter how old it is, it's 50 mm -hmm, years right. old. It's still new to you. So yeah, that's the way I always kind of yeah. looked at music. Cause I, I have like kids, you know, and they're discovering like, uh, you know, all this stuff that I grew up on and it's new to them, you know? And it's like, wow, you know, it doesn't matter how old it is. It's still brand new to them. Right. You know, in a lot of ways. Really cool. And my yeah. son's playing his, I was talking to you guys earlier. He's playing Fortnite with his buddies who are eight years old and he's down here jamming except and like, <laughs> you know, like Iron Maiden and, and all these <laughs> other bands, you know, and, and he's like asking them like, Hey, you ever heard of last in line by Dio? He's got his mouthpiece on. He's playing. Back in my day. You heard last in line by Dio? And they're like, who? They're listening to freaking Bruno Mars and whatever. Yeah, he's going to mature early. All that maiden's going to come in and kick in that testosterone. He's going to go, thank you, dad. I love it. But yeah, he's discovering well, the it, stuff it, on his own too on YouTube, you know, because each, you know, you get into these videos and it just leads you into a wormhole of yeah. other stuff and he's finding stuff on his own. It's funny, yep. you know. But yeah. Um, as far as, far as new know, bands, Eric, I would, I would recommend, uh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, as far I, as I'm new bands, though, I'd recommend, uh, I just talked to the guys earlier today about Rivers of Nile out of Pennsylvania. That drummer is very interesting. Really mm -hmm. cool. There's a lot of there's a lot of emotive stuff coming out of that. Uh, they got brutal death metal kind of vocals, progressive death. That's um, it's 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 very, you can understand every word he's saying, and the guitar work and everything. And the melodies are just beautiful. So I'm a that's really awesome. big fan of that. But you want something to you know give you a shout out to? They're they're really cool. Right. I was getting into that band Havoc and some of that kind of you know neo thrash stuff. I don't hmm. know our newer thrash bands. They're, well, they've been around a little right. while, but they're newer younger thrash guy and oh, i don't know there's yeah. other bands i can't think of off a of hand but i'm going to check out that brainstorm too and but yeah i just want to find other stuff that you know haven't heard before i just have to start but you know picking people's brains like you guys and other buddies and say hey what's the what's the the, the album of the week i should listen to you know we'll talk to the savant check with rain man right talk here he'll hook, yeah. 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 he'll hook you yeah. up well i mean what's That's the newest what stuff you've been listening me. to like the newest What's oh, the most okay. recent band you've listened to? Um, let me see. There's this uh, Norwegian band that's kind of different. They're called Kvelertek. Kvelertek. They're like, uh, which means chokehold in nice. Norwegian. So they're like, wow. They kind of got like this old school, like uh, rock and roll vibe to the riffs, but it's really hardcore, like freaking vocals, like screaming, you know, like, like a hardcore, you know, uh, band style vocals with like, it's just weird, like 70s kind of riffs underneath it. And they mix up the, like, the Norwegian black metal in it, too. But there's no double bass. It's all just played like a lot of rock driving. Huh. No double bass. It's wow. real stripped down. Straight ahead. And, no double um, bass. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's just different. They sound different. That's I've I just been trying to find things that are just, I don't know, different. Don't sound like everybody else in a way. Right. Are right. you like progressive like at all? Prog? Are you into Prague? prog metal are you into prog at all i, I like that uh necrophagist a little bit okay. i've been getting into them a bit and um uh the aristocrats are more like uh progressive jazz rock fusion mm -hmm. more than metal but um yeah i like a lot of that stuff too that's really cool i humbly suggest opeth 
is a great band. I to love get Opeth. Yep. Yeah, Opeth, right? I, I, and the, the new stuff, like the Ukrainian death metal scene or metal core scene, like bands like Ginger, um, those guys are super exciting. Just really a lot of syncopation, time changes, great, great heavy riffing. Uh, I think you would really love it. And the the vocal, the singers, uh, she's awesome. All over the place, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, she's got great clean and death metal vocals. I think they're a Czech Czech uh, death metal band. Decapitated, they're pretty cool. I like them a lot. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Um, uh, Carcass Yeah. Carcass the original drummer died I, or something, oh, yeah. I think, in the band. Yeah. If I'm not sure about that. I really recommend and I really like the new Carcass. I've been oh, a yeah. fan of them since uh, Hard Work On. I'll tell you. I just, they took I've it to another too. level. Granted, it's not the grind core and they were pioneers, but eh. Yeah. You could only do that for so long. Yeah, I, I like I like Carcass. Yeah. I had their first, I had Symphonies of Sickness on cassette. Right. And I was like, what the fuck is this? It was so brutal. You know, it was way beyond what I liked. I mean, I was just, it was just too hard for me. But then Heartwork, really, that's oh, like, yeah. that's like the beautiful yeah. album. Yeah, Heartwork's that's a great funny. album. Um, yeah, yeah, I've reached out to those guys, too, and I haven't really heard back. So, Carcass, mm -hmm. if you're listening, come on the show, see how much fun we're having. <laughs> Bill's yeah, we want, we want to talk about your we you. want to talk about your pepper your pepper album cover your pepper yeah. heart we want to know about that <laughs> yeah yeah that's a very interesting uh cover art there Vic. very cool <laughs> <laughs> and on the back of it you got all these you know pigs and stuff within the heart so it's like okay speaking cool. of artwork Vic, i like the new artwork for the album man it's killer oh thank you man thank you looks really yeah, good i've seen you posted that you know I uh, I don't want to I don't want to this show's not about me so I'm not uh, we'll go we'll talk about that though <laughs> no, you can still talk about it we're all here yeah, man. yeah no I I appreciate it I appreciate it uh, I, I've been working with that guy for a while so and uh, he's done he's done art for me for several projects and absolutely loved every single time uh, you just kind of go hey man uh, this is what I'm thinking and then he hits you with something that is you know tenfold what you thought you had in mind and mm -hmm. you're just like fucking awesome <laughs> i love that kind of stuff you're like yes yeah. it looks like when, when it, when, when, really, when great, get... really great Vic. yeah yeah thank you really great. i mean i would have if i had a van that's the kind of shit i'd put on the side <laughs> <laughs> you know my shag side, yes <laughs> i know yeah. exactly yeah. you know and like the license plate would say getting some yeah. <laughs> black Love lights it. in there yeah, yeah I'm, doing, I'm, I'm doing that i'm getting a van again i, I sold my old van i'm gonna get another one i'm doing it yeah, my, you favorite, got to. Uh, my favorite yeah. bumper sticker was in the ringworm road van it said we finger and headbang <laughs> that was my favorite bumper sticker ever. <laughs> oh that's great man uh, good, oh goodness Man, wow. Uh, yeah. <sighs> oh, oh, boy. You know, I, I have so many questions I didn't ask that I think <sighs> it wouldn't even fit anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like we just had uh, such a great time, you know, hanging out with you, Eric. And um, same here, fellas. You know, it's just, I'm glad to catch up with you. Glad to finally tell the great Pukarama story. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just kind of cool to, to see, to, to talk with you and talk about. Here's someone we know. I mean, I know you vicariously through through uh, Dreadpool there, but do you know you've you've had this level of success that right. pretty much any musician would would scream for. I mean, 
you know, and you and Vic have had quite a bit of success in what you do. I know the Cleveland metal scene's not, not really around anymore. Not like it used to be. Right. Um, you know, so I know it's a lot harder to, to get out there. So, you know, but just hearing these stories, um, you know, for someone who's played since I was 10, always wanted to do that. And I did the college circuit, you know, the college bands and goofing around. But that was always like in the back of my mind. That's like, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. Because I saw Gene Simmons spit blood. I'm like, fuck, that's what I want to be. You know, <laughs> right. When I was, right. Like, when I was no, like, you know, 10 I years forgot old, about like, that. Yeah. Kiss. Yeah. Kiss. <laughs> when you were mentioning it, how could I forget about Kiss as a kid, you know? I didn't mean yeah. to cut you off, but no, yeah, no, no, exactly. Know, like, huge influence, right? Yeah. It's like, if it wasn't for kids, that, I... it's like, hell yeah, that's what I want to do, right. man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I'm like, what? What is this? You know, it was just, you know, Kiss Mania was everywhere, <laughs> you know? Um, you yeah. got to talk to your cousin, though. Uh, Eric, he won't listen to Kiss. So just letting you know. Yeah. yeah I've been. For yeah. shame. I, 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 knew, I, knew you, I knew you wouldn't uh, let that slide. <laughs> I'm like, is he going to is he gonna really not say anything? Oh, no. Uh, no, make you wait for it. Call me out. Just out. tell him to listen to War He's Machine to start or you're just owning him as family. Yeah. War Machine. That's it. War Machine. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's uh. just, it was just so influential. You know, it was around everywhere. And I don't think it's one of those bands like when kids who were a generation before us saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. They were like, that's what I want to be. You know, and right. we grew up, yeah, we grew up yeah. thinking because Kiss was the first big band that was so popular. I mean, fucking toys and on TV. I mean, everybody I knew loved Kiss. And it was just like, yep, that's it. That's that's what I want to be, you know. And yeah. I even in the, the, the one of the bands I was in in college, the Escape Fetal Pigs, I wrote a song. I want to be just like Gene Simmons. And in that song, I would spit, <laughs> I would spit blood. I would like, you know, I'd, I'd, just, I'd have usually jello or something in my mouth, like, ah, come out, you know, it was just because I wanted to do that whole shtick. You know, it was like too much fun. You know, like, yeah, who yeah. doesn't want to do that? You know? Yeah, right. Right. So, well, when you want to work on the country death band or lounge of heaven, We've got enough musicians here. <laughs> Chop Top plays guitar. Vic's an amazing guitarist. You know, I, I can help write drums. some lyrics. I can come up with some lyrics for a yeah. country death metal. I'm a fairly, a fairly decent writer. Loud to heaven, baby. Come on. Let's get it going. <laughs> we get some it. leisure suits. Country, you know? yeah. <laughs> right. well, we can have multiple bands. but um, I had, a, I had a, a, a tentative title for Schwinkter Tickler. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Look, oh, man. man. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to cut this prematurely, but it's nine o'clock, and I, I know I don't want to keep you, Eric. But wow, okay. I can't believe but two hours went by. Like I know that. it was crazy. Yeah. Um, but Such we a want, great time. Can you come back sometime and hang out with us? Yeah, I'd love to, man. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. You Thank know, you. It was great. I haven't yeah. seen you, Mark, my cousin. It's sad we haven't seen each other in for years. Probably the last time we saw each other was at a funeral. You know, it probably was. Yeah, it unfortunately. Sucks, but yeah, we got to stay in touch, man. Love it's you, man. Good excuse to love you too. Good excuse to get back together and yeah, for real. You know, and now that we do this, Mark will give you a prize. But no, if you if you <laughs> want right. to if you want to join us for shows, I'll put you in in the in the group. You know, yeah. Eric, if we ever yeah. have a guest that you like or you know want to come on and talk to them, discussion or something. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, yeah that'd be awesome, be man. Part okay, of it. cool. I'll, I'll, I'll bring you in the group sure. and I'll send you an invite and. um because we do both heavy metal and horror. We also do, you know, stuff with movies oh, as well. Okay. And oh, so yeah. I'm not sure if you're into the horror scene at all. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. All right. And as Halloween's go. coming around, we're doing a lot more horror, you know, because now with the Browns on, you know, Mark's, uh, you know, going to take time to watch the Browns, and I want to interfere with that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we can we can do those, you know, movie movie things too, because he doesn't want to put use the DVR. Talking <laughs> about calling me a luddite. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that, oh, you can't. You can't. DVR, it's not about. Wanna, it's not about the tech. It's about. The, you didn't want to use the DVR after today. I Whoa. gotta watch the Browns yeah. live, pal. <laughs> you can't be watching the Browns on a time yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, live sports. I agree. <laughs> so, right. Brian, uh, is there anything anymore we want to questions we want to ask? We we've asked so much and. Uh, One final so, question. One final question. The wild card. Yeah. Yeah. Wild well, we got card. To, we got to spin the wheel too. Okay. Did you guys pull Crypt Kicker for Monster Mash? We did. Crypt Kicker yeah, five. That's what I thought. Yep. Okay. Mm. Answers that. There you go, there you Bobby go. Boris. <laughs> you know, we actually had a band say, "Hey, they were going to sue us if we didn't." It was like a stop and desist, you know, kind of. Yeah. There's like another band called the Crypt Kickers, and then you had like Bobby Bobby Boris Pickett and the Crypt Kicker Five. But yeah, yeah, that's where we stole it from was the Monster Mash, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yep. Cool, man. All, All right. right. We're gonna do and one final yep. one final question. One final question oh, on the wait, big wait. wheel. Bring oh, up the big go. wheel. Oh, he lost Where's his that? big wheel. Where'd the hell the big wheel go? He lost the big wheel. <laughs> oh. You lost oh, no, there it is. Oh, there okay. it is. <laughs> I didn't lose it. I didn't lose the big wheel. You're lucky. There it is. Okay, Uh-oh. this is the big wheel. All right, Eric. Last question on the big Spin wheel. It. <laughs> it's spinning. Coming around. What do we <laughs> got here? Oh, oh, I like this. It says, oh, okay, if you weren't a rock star, what would you be doing instead? <laughs> I think we already know. I think we already do that. Yeah. <laughs> Drywall. That's what really I want. You know, you know how much pussy yeah, I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how awesome drywall. All right, is. here we go. Okay. <laughs> well, I think you answered this too. The last concert you attended, you said Blackberry Smoke. Yeah, actually, last oh. night. Yeah, Thank Blackberry you. Smoke and Nautica last this night. Wheel this wheel sucks. Wow, this wheel is really going over like a beer fart church. Right beer fart. Well, you know. Hey, we've been Mark. on a show in like four months. Hey, uh, it sucks. Oh, we already got that again. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Uh, for uh, scrap the that wheel. idea. The wheels <laughs> are It's a work in progress. Edit that garbage out. That was well, a waste Send of time. me some things you want on the wheel. I just looked <laughs> right, up those quickly. <laughs> Real quick, oh. in closing. We're going okay. to tell you about me and Mark when we were kids. Our okay. grandmother had passed away. It's, it's not really a funny story, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> Mark, do you remember at our grandmother's funeral when, the, <laughs> you know, it's it's, you know, quiet except for like you know my aunts and you know family members crying in the morning and right and there's this organ there's this really animated organ player lady who was like strict like organ like church lady lady with the uh-huh. long dress down to the, the you know all yeah the that, old, the that old baptist church type stuff the old southern Baptist. yeah well you and i are sitting next to each other i'm like 12 and i think you're 14 and <laughs> it's it's we're trying not to laugh, but the lady was so animated. She's up there, like, you yeah. know, get into it. <laughs> and it would, yeah. it would be, it would be really quiet and like calm, you know. And then all of a sudden, she'd start raging. You know? <laughs> I, look, I look at Mark, and I'm trying not to laugh, 
Yeah, it she's like a right keyboardist at a, and a metal band or something. Yeah. Yeah, right. It yeah. was like she was yeah. John Lords from Deep Purple and shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm like trying not to laugh. Here I am laughing at my grandmother's funeral. I'm trying. I'm laughing at the organ lady player. You know. Yeah, well, oh, I do remember yeah. that. Oh, and then the pressure, the pressure to <laughs> not laugh. Like I was. Oh my god. Struggling to hold it in. I mean, struggling because I didn't want my mom and dad to. Yeah, you're gonna get your ass whooped if you get caught <laughs> laughing at your grandma's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> you know but knowing yeah. that makes it harder to not yeah. laugh then you're looking at each other you're red faced you're trying to hide we're just having that, a hoot at grandma's like John Lord up there or what's going on? Yeah. Uh, yeah it was one of those moments when you know you shouldn't be laughing it makes it all that much harder to not yeah, laugh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, but yeah I'm sorry all right you guys no no that's fantastic so no, no, no. We, we, we can stay on. I just didn't want to keep you. And I know, you know, everybody. No, I, I know. It's show. getting late. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is Thank officially so. the longest show we've it. ever done. So. I think so. You know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're over two hours, hours now. We're Thanks for bringing hours. that up. That was. I yeah, forgot. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I might, I might move that to the beginning of the show to start the show off with a nice bumper there. <laughs> that's a good story to get everyone involved. I'm laughing at a few. It's like she's playing Phantom of the Opera up there. <laughs> 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 on the we got a bumper right there. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I said she looked like John Lords yeah. from Deep Purple and shit. <laughs> oh man, I'm getting a headache from laughing. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> All right, I'll let you guys go. Thanks for having me, fellas. Hey, my pleasure. Hold oh, on, yeah. we're gonna Thank sign off. So we're Thank gonna you. sign off. So you just hold on because we're gonna invite you in. You're gonna say our oh, outro man. with us. So you can find Heavy Metal Horror on UnsaneRadio.com. Listen to full episodes or download to your device. You can find us on Facebook at Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. On Instagram, look for Montag Lewis, one word. And our brand new YouTube page, this is where you're at. If you're watching Heavy Metal Horror Podcast, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Got to do that. Um, and so this has been Montag, Master of Illusion. And Chop Top. And the Dreadbull. And Vic. It's Vic. <laughs> and you been listening to come on in, Eric. Heavy metal. Look at the metal rings up there. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. There we go.